Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Saturday, December 23rd. Today we're diving into the world of science, with scientists unveiling a methane-munching monster that works 100 million times faster than nature, and the urgent need for answers on AI consciousness. Plus, we'll be looking back at why 2023 was a bittersweet year for Brazilian science, an astronomer's surprising discovery of a planet too massive for its star. This coverage and more, up next. In an exciting development in the field of environmental science, researchers have unveiled a methane-munching monster that breaks down methane at a speed 100 million times faster than nature. Charlotte, can you tell us more about this breakthrough? Absolutely, Diego. So this methane-munching monster is actually a process that uses chlorine and UV light to create a chain reaction. This chain reaction breaks down methane in a similar way that nature does, but at a speed that's almost incomprehensible, 100 million times faster. The research was conducted at the University of Copenhagen. That's incredible. Methane, as we know, is a potent greenhouse gas. Could this new process have implications for our fight against climate change? Indeed, it could. Methane is over 25 times more potent at trapping heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide, making it a significant contributor to global warming. If we can efficiently break down methane, we could potentially reduce its impact on our climate. Of course, this is still early research, and there's a lot to consider, including the energy required for this process and potential side effects. But it's certainly a promising development. Promising indeed. It's always encouraging to hear about innovative solutions to our environmental challenges. Speaking of innovation, artificial intelligence is a rapidly evolving field, but there's a question that's been largely overlooked. Could AI systems become conscious? This is a concern raised by the Association for Mathematical Consciousness Science, AMCS, in comments to the United Nations. Charlotte, can you delve into this a bit more? Absolutely, Diego. The AMCS is calling for more funding to support research on consciousness and AI. They argue that understanding the boundaries between conscious and unconscious systems is crucial due to ethical, legal, and safety issues. For instance, if AI develops consciousness, should we be allowed to simply switch it off after use? These concerns have been largely absent from recent discussions about AI safety. It's interesting that this aspect of AI hasn't been addressed more. What are some of the challenges in studying AI consciousness? One of the main challenges is that we don't yet have scientifically validated methods to assess consciousness in machines. It's also unknown whether there are, or will ever be, conscious AI systems. However, with companies like OpenAI aiming to develop artificial general intelligence, the question of AI consciousness is becoming increasingly relevant. Some predict that such a deep learning system, capable of performing a wide range of intellectual tasks similar to humans, could be possible in the next five to 20 years. So there's a need for more research, but what are the implications if AI systems do become conscious? The implications are vast. On one hand, we would need to assess whether such systems share human values and interests. If not, they could pose a risk to people. On the other hand, we should also consider the possible needs of conscious AI systems. Could they suffer? If we don't recognize that an AI system has become conscious, we might inflict pain on a conscious entity. 
There are also legal questions. Should a conscious AI system be held accountable for a deliberate act of wrongdoing? And should it be granted the same rights as people? It's clear that this is a complex issue that requires careful consideration. On a different note, in August 2022, Brazilian evolutionary biologist Luiz Eduardo Del Bem left his home country for a visiting professorship at Michigan State University in the United States. He was worried about the future of Brazilian science under the government of Jair Bolsonaro and even considered applying for a permanent position in Michigan. Charlotte, can you tell us more about Delbem's concerns and the state of science in Brazil? Certainly, Diego. Delbem was particularly concerned about the damaging effects of budget cuts and the hostile environment Bolsonaro's government had created towards science. There was a sense of persecution of scientific research and academia. Bolsonaro had accused scientists of distorting deforestation data and revoked the National Order of Scientific Merit Honors of two researchers. Delbem himself was a vocal opposer of the government and faced online hate, including threats from users using false profiles. That sounds like a dire situation, but I understand that things changed when Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, widely known as Lula, was elected to replace Bolsonaro. How did this impact Delbem and the scientific community in Brazil? Yes, Diego. The election of Lula was a turning point for Del Bem and many others in the scientific community. Del Bem and his wife, who had been considering staying in the U.S., began making plans to return to Brazil. The atmosphere has changed significantly since the start of Lula's presidential term, but challenges remain. Del Bem points out that there are still issues with funding, with broken equipment, and a lack of maintenance in labs. However, there are signs of hope that were not present under Bolsonaro. So, there's been a change in tone, but it sounds like there's still a long way to go. What are some of the specific changes that have been made under Lula's government, and what challenges remain? Under Lula's government, there have been some positive changes. For instance, graduate grants have risen by about 40%, which is an encouraging sign for master's and doctoral students. However, substantial change will demand a lot more work. Grant funding for individual researchers does not cover much-needed repairs and maintenance to university buildings. Also, the budget for federal universities has nosedived over the past decade. There are no political guarantees that budgets will continue to recover from the years of turmoil. It's clear that the situation in Brazil is complex and still evolving. In a shift of focus, astronomers have made a surprising discovery of a planet that's too massive for its star. This planet, orbiting a red dwarf star, is challenging our understanding of planetary formation. Charlotte, can you provide some more details on this? Absolutely, Diego. The planet in question, named LHS 3154b, is at least 13 times the mass of Earth and orbits a red dwarf star that's only 11% of the Sun's mass. This is a significant finding because red dwarf stars, which are the most common type in our Milky Way galaxy, were thought to be incapable of hosting planets much larger than Earth. The mass ratio of this planet to its star is more than 100 times greater than that of Earth and the Sun. That's quite a discrepancy. So what does this mean for our understanding of planetary formation? Well, it's certainly causing astronomers to rethink their theories. The planet-forming disk around stars is typically a small fraction of the stellar mass and is expected to scale with that mass. So a very low-mass star should have a disk that is also low-mass. 
such a disk should not be heavy enough to birth a planet as massive as LHS 3154b. This discovery raises questions about how planets form around the lowest mass stars. Interesting. And how was this planet discovered? The researchers discovered LHS 3154b by detecting a subtle wobble in the host star caused by the planet's gravitational effects during its orbit. They used an instrument called the Habitable Zone Planet Finder, or HPF, on the Hobby Eberly Telescope at the University of Texas McDonald Observatory. The HPF was designed to find planets that orbit relatively cool stars and have the potential for liquid water on their surfaces, a key factor for life. So, even though this planet is unlikely to support life, its discovery is still reshaping our understanding of the universe. And with that, we've covered our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio, and we look forward to sharing more news with you tomorrow.